Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you, I'm pretty uh, pretty excited about the Super Bowl this year. And, and what's great about it is the Patriots aren't in it. And me and the lovely Joanne always have a Super Bowl party. And last year, the Patriots played the Giants. And, you know, me being an Eagles fan, I hate the Giants. So I had to root for the Patriots. Which, no, that was two years ago, which just made it awful. But I just, I think, you know, I hate Belichick. But what I've noticed is I think somewhere down the road, Tom Brady sold his soul to the devil. Because the guy was a sixth-round draft choice. He comes into the pros. First of all, he's won three Super Bowls. Secondly, he's a great-looking guy. Thirdly, he's a great quarterback. He makes a ton of money, and his supermodel wife makes more money than him. So I think somewhere, he I think there's like we're going to see years from now. If any of you go to hell, tell me if you see uh, Tom Brady there. Anyway, enough about this. We have a great show today. Uh, this is actually sort of a first. Um, I've had her husband on. And the only other husband and wife's I've had on were at the same time, the comedians Brian McKim and Tracy Screen, old friends from Philadelphia. So it's the first year, the first uh, husband-wife combo, Mo. It's My guest is Mo Collins. How yeah, you doing, Mo? I'm doing well. It's weird to he- hear you say you've had my husband. Let yeah. me just say that right <laughs> off the bat, I'm alarmed. It's well, it's, see, we're both bald. Yeah, we're both from New Jersey, so we have that certain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's. That's he, right. It's so funny because we had talked. I talked to your husband Alex about where he used to be a bouncer at this bar in Belmar, New Jersey, yeah. years ago. Barre. Barre. Yeah. Bar I, anticipation. Me and my girlfriend, because we went to the same college. We. I was back there because I was in a long distance relationship for a while. I was went back to see her, and we went to a college reunion at that bar. Oh wow! And I was just like, this is just. And then a guy I knew worked there too, so he probably worked with Alex. But oh, it was so gosh. long ago that you know people don't remember that stuff you i know. don't know I, I mean alex still knows a lot of those people because he w- he worked there years ago i know it's crazy so he probably does know who it's you it's were. nuts yeah so, and now you have a football jersey now now you're from minnesota are you, are you I'm a, a Viking pack- fan no okay. i'm a packer fan uh, what, you know I, I i like the packers and me I, too and, you know I, and one thing i was talking to a packer fan the other day and i love i think aaron Rodgers is great He's terrific. And the one thing is, I never see, I hate to see someone get hurt. Yes. But as an Eagles fan, when he got hurt, it was like, I want him to come back, but not this week. And he didn't, and we won, and that changed our season. How dare you? But no, it's those things. I I hate that though, because some people are like, oh, I hate, and it's like, you can't never wish for someone to be hurt. Well, no, when there's great people like Aaron Rodgers, you you don't want to see them go down. I mean, if if you're a sports fan and... It's specifically a football fan. You you know, it's like I'm really excited to see Peyton Manning go to the Super Bowl. I wanted to, I wanted I, to win. Me too. I'm really happy with who made it in. I did not want to see the Patriots go in, and I obviously, as a Packer fan, did not need to see Kaepernick right. head into the Super Bowl and the rest of his team. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, we don't like to see him. How fall. did you become a Packer fan growing up in Minnesota? Yeah, my dad grew up in Wisconsin, okay. Superior, Wisconsin. So, he he brought me into the the Packer fold, as it were, and uh, yeah, I grew up with got you know got some pretty good metal inside me growing up in Packer fan in Viking country. So, yeah, I mean that would be crazy. Be like one of my friends' yeah. little brother that was a cowboy fan, and we used to just like beat his ass. Oh, I know. It's like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, and there's such animosity towards some of us Packer fans, and it's like, oh, cut it out, you Viking thugs. Now, now, <laughs> when you were when you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think you would pursue acting? Did you were you gravitated towards TV, or did that come later in life? No, I thought I was going to be a visual artist, an artist, a painter. Okay. Um, I had started doing improv and sketch in eighth grade, uh, thanks to a wonderful teacher man named Ertwin Marvin Jones Hermerding, or Ert or Herm, depending on the day. Um, and it was uh, it was really after I had gotten kicked out of college 
or kindly asked to leave. No, where did you go? St. Catherine's All-Girl Catholic College, no, St. Paul, Minnesota. Big mistake. Yeah, first of all, I, I always think it's like, <laughs> it's like I sit there, I went to a state school in New Jersey, yeah. which was great. But I always think, you know, some of these people who go to like, an, I mean, what were you thinking? Did you go to a Catholic high school? No. So I, that's like, I mean, I, I know the progress I, like when I, you go. No, but this wasn't my cap- choice. Okay. This was my, my mother had gone there. A few of my aunts had gone there. Uh, it's not what I wanted to do. I had my portfolio ready to submit to art colleges. Okay. Um, but it really, at that time, I guess just wasn't my choice. I was still, you know, under the parents' thumb there. So I went to St. Kate's and it didn't work out. You know, um, they kindly said either change or leave. And I said, well, I'm I'm not changing this person that I'm becoming. Now, were you so, rowdy or was it just because you were in an all-girls school that if you were a little bit eccentric, you looked well, different? You know, what I did was, as I like to say, I applied my artistic abilities uh, to the walls okay. of the dorms. <laughs> and uh, it was chalk. I mean, come on, it washes right off. And it was beautiful. Uh, but uh, they didn't like that. They didn't take kindly that, and I wasn't doing too well in my classes. It was a it was a great choice to 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 leave. It really was. I, I was not cut out for a school like that. I I did not want to go to classes that I didn't care about. I knew I wanted to go into art. I knew I was an artist. Um, but it wasn't until after that that I sort of, you know, after I'm five jobs deep, you know, working every little job I could find. Um, didn't know what I was going to do, and I remembered that thing that I loved so much, which was improv. So I joined up with Dudley Riggs Brave New Workshop in Minneapolis and started taking the classes there. And from there, got into the touring company and then to the resident company. And before I knew it, I was I realized that checks were coming to me okay. in the name of acting. And I went, well, I guess this is what I do. How how amazing! You know what's amazing about Minnesota <laughs> is is a lot of people don't know. I mean, for music, I'm a big Replacements fan, oh, but nice. they're yeah them. But even the comedy scene, like Jeff Cesario was out of there, and yes. Jackie Cation, and oh, my and there goodness, was this yeah. whole like this burgeoning scene that you don't ever you don't think Minneapolis, but then when yeah. you sit there and you think of the music, even with Prince and just other oh, groups, oh my and gosh, you so go, much! It's art. such a hip hip city, totally. And you just forget everything because it's so cold. Yeah. But it's also such a I've heard it's just a cool looking city. It's a cool city. It's a very cool city. It's a stunningly beautiful city. It really is. And there's so much to do there. And everybody's, you know, Minnesota nice there. You know, right. it's a great city, but it's wicked cold. Yeah, I, I, I know it's people. Re- it's unreasonably cold. You must be loving this weather out here. I love it. I, mean, I love it. Everybody's like, oh, I sure could use, a, you know, at least 50 degrees. I'm like, you know, didn't I moved here for this. Yeah, this is like the weirdest. I've, no I've, been, I've been here for like 12 years. It's never been. I looked at the forecast yeah. for the next 10 days. It's crazy. It's going to be 80 every day. I live I in Burbank, know. so and you live in the valley. So it's 80. Yeah. It's like, and you sit there and you go, wow. It's like my girlfriend just moved out here from New Jersey. And oh, I was man. going back and forth for a year and a half. And <laughs> I was back there in last December for three uh, weeks. And I had yeah. been back east for a while. And I forgot what, how to use gloves. I mean, because you don't use them for a long Wait, time. Your, your girlfriend, I mean, if ever there's a year to move from a cold state to a warm, this is it. Like last winter this wasn't bad. This, her brother, we just sent him texts. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, I said, Joanne's sitting there with a, a tank top. She's sitting in the courtyard yeah. getting sun. And he's like, just go to hell. I know. It's, it's crazy. I, I know. But you know what? We all make our choices, right? right? You make your bed, you lie in it. You want to stay up in the cold, get grab more blankets exactly. for your bed. That you, I agree with you. You know, it's just the way it is. We chose to come out here. And it was a good move, especially this year. Yeah. So, okay, you're doing the improv. You're getting money. You're in, in Minneapolis. Yes. Now, at what point do you sit there and say, I'm going to stay or I'm going to leave? Well, I uh, I actually did a couple years down in Orlando then. Okay. Um, 
once I sort of was getting into in the mix. In uh, when they opened up um, MGM theme park, um, <laughs> yeah, I went to work for the mouse for a couple of years and also was part of uh, Pleasure Island when they had the first uh, improv group go in there. Okay, which is very tricky for them, you know, to all of a sudden be literally Mickey gloves off, you know, where it's like they're not writing the material, they're trusting us to to <laughs> to do improv, to not look at the material before it goes out to their right. audience. And it must be hard so, for an improv artist because you have so many different walks of life. You know, it must be a great training ground. Yeah, well, Dudley Riggs was the best training okay. ground because it was it was working endless endless hours for for little money, you know, and um and it was a very disciplined environment in some ways as far as uh, the caliber of the material, you know, which was really great. I mean, each day started off with all of us in the theater in the morning um, reading the newspaper, talking about the headlines. It was our job to be on top of it because our we had our sketch improv show, but then we also were doing improv uh, at, after the show and it really was such a requirement to stay absolutely on top of the news and what was going on because uh, and then we had to ride the satirical line which is right down the middle we're neither you know to the left to the right we're, we're just we're presenting a view and the know. hard thing about back then too I mean I just and how this changed is getting the news it's not like you go on the internet it's oh, like yeah. you had to get I mean I did stand up on the yes. road it was like you're like if we want to do something topical you got to get the USA today you're gonna get this now it's like everything is in front of you you can just I go know. okay wait I want to see who Jim Harbaugh looks like exactly so, and, and five articles come up ten uh, articles come up so yeah. it must have been a lot of work for you guys well it was a lot of work but it was no different than the work anybody else would right. be doing right because nobody else had the internet either so uh, we just we yeah we had all the newspapers there in the morning and and uh, that's that was our work so you're in Orlando you're working for the mouse you're doing yeah. improv and now were the shows were you having fun or was it was it still a good time well I have fun no matter what okay. I mean no matter what, I pretty much have fun. I see to that. Um, <laughs> but absolutely different, of course, going from this highbrow, you know, deeply intelligent theater club to to then being under the Mickey's thumb. Right. Was a very different story, and I found that very difficult. Um, and it, it was about the, you know, we're well into the Gulf War, and, you know, I'm up there doing my job as an improviser in my mind and satires, you know, maiden, <laughs> as it were. But uh, when they came up to me afterwards and said, now Maureen, which they wouldn't, I wasn't Mo on my name tag. It said Maureen, which is my, my, my birth name. Which just sucks with improv. You got to wear a name tag. It's like, you're not supposed to wear a yeah. name tag. It's like doing stand-up comedy with a name tag. You it don't do it. It may as well have been just me just out there also <laughs> like um, sweeping up the cups. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it like, was no freaking different in some ways uh, as far as being an employee for 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 a theme park. Um, but uh, they the, the Gulf War was going on and you know, they're like, Great set, great show, Mo, or Maureen, you know, now, but here's the thing, if you're going to talk about the war, you need to be pro-war. And I just thought, well, I can't, right. I can't, I can't do that. So I've turned in my notice. <laughs> so then now, is that when you moved to LA? Then I moved back to Minneapolis okay. uh, for a couple of years and got back into theater and improv and anything. I was producing a show called schizo saturdays at the bryant lake bowl at the time every saturday that was fun and um and i got married and i uh 
my first marriage and I had a kid. So, you know, I went home to ground myself in some things after getting, you know, reamed by the mouse. Um, grounded myself. But then I realized after I had my son that probably the best thing I could do as a parent is to show that you go for your dreams. Right. That's the best thing I could do, lead by example, you know, and so I came out to, uh, you know, L.A. Had you been here before? I had visited my cousin, but... Uh, it's so weird when you come out the first time. Like, I moved yeah. from New Jersey, and I lived outside Philadelphia, and I lived outside New York, and then I moved, in, I was in San Diego. And when you come up here, I guess because you see so much on TV, yeah. and you get up here and you go wait a second, this place is really laid out. It's nothing like a city. To me, it wasn't. I was like, because when you're used to cities and then you're sitting there going, I remember when me and my buddy went to a bar on St. Paddy's Day up here <laughs> and, on other than San Diego. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, the bars close at one thirty here? I go, this is like, you're used to New York and it's like, this is a city. Aren't they oh, supposed well, to be see, able to four? Yeah, I'm from Minneapolis. Very different story. I mean, bars, you know, they close, they close early. What was it? One o'clock, I think. Um, also, 12 on Sundays and there's no buying alcohol at all on Sundays. Okay. So I, you know, for me, this was, this was a wild, right. Wild town. So you move out here. <laughs> now, do you have any idea what to do when you get out here? Like, do you, do you have people that you know in the industry? I mean, you know, you want to act and do the improv. Yeah. So what direction do you take? I got myself, uh, well, I got a commercial agent and uh, I did a show with a bunch of my girlfriends from Minneapolis who had also come out. And uh, we got some interest from a couple casting people. And lo and behold, those casting people were connected to um, the, Mad, the, the Mad TV casting. So it was just, uh, man, everything worked out. You know, it was just the universe saying, great, great idea moving out here, Mo, because now here comes an audition that you are prepared for sketch and improv you know it's like you i wasn't prepared to audition for say a pilot to be some mom on a sitcom right i wasn't going to get that you know um but this mad tv came up and it, it the stars aligned now know? in mad tv you did a lot of characters yes i did now some of the impressions characters like that yeah. did you as a kid did you do impressions or and, and how would you find that because i always no. there's because i mean and you did him good because the one thing is you hate when there's people doing bad impressions you know yeah. it's like it's very unwatchable and again when you're on tv of course you have to do it good because they're not going to say hey go out and do this character but you're going to look like an idiot right. how, how did you go about did you study the characters that you had like the the yeah it was uh i mean impressions were never a part of my life okay they were never part of really Dudley Riggs didn't do it and um, you know even characters like when we did improv at Dudley Riggs you you never repeated yourself in improv you, you 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 didn't you know you weren't working out some character in improv you in fact you you would catch each other if you're like hey you, you did that character the other day in improv that's been done you know so um, when it came to the audition for Mad TV which was do three characters and three impressions. What were your three characters? I did uh, a version of my Lorraine character, my Min uh, you know Minnesota woman, and a Packer fan, and Trina. Those are my three characters, and he had thirty seconds each. Okay. And then uh, impressions, I did share. Uh, what the heck else did I do? Mary Tyler Moore, Rudolph, I think. I mean, I didn't. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, did I you did, say he thinks I'm cute. I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> do like, it. I, I 
good. He thinks I'm cute. I, like, I didn't do impressions, so that was an entirely scary venture for me. How did you go about doing it? Because I mean, it probably is nervous because you're sitting there, first yeah. of all, it's a TV show, but and yeah. you, you, ha- you have the improv, you have it's the weird. characters down because you've done that. Yeah. But the impressions, you, I mean, did you just practice and or Jesse said screw it I can, you know, I can here's pull the this thing, off like when I did Mad TV it's it's in the term itself impressions so they would get me a research tape of course little VHS and uh, that had the character on it the person on it and I didn't spend a lot of time on them no because I wanted to go with my first impressions of this person and I would look at it with that eye which is sort of what are they doing visually and how do they sound and are there some things that step out in my mind about that person and then I would amplify them that was what I would do so sometimes I really only would would look at about 10-15 seconds of the person and be like okay then what and then he of course um with our amazing hair and makeup and wardrobe department it all came together sometimes the impressions didn't come together until that moment i mean i certainly pamela anderson you know it's like are you kidding me isn't there somebody else in the <laughs> can we get one of the guys on the show to do this i mean seriously that was such a that she couldn't have been further from my brain okay uh, you know there you've got mo collins and then you got pamela anderson and it's like how am i going to do this and it was really hard for me to feel i wasn't seeing too much um, little bit in how she talked, but I certainly couldn't look in the mirror and see it. And it wasn't until I am sitting just before taping it and getting the whole shebang done, the hair and the makeup. And Jen Aspinall, our incredible makeup artist, she did this one little thing that triggered it for me in the mirror. Uh, she just did a line that on my nose that gave me a pug nose. Okay. And all of a sudden... I, I saw it and I could do it. I could see it and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the camera. I can do this. Now, did you ever run into some of these stars? Because I always laugh because uh, who was I was talking to someone and they said, uh, I, who was I? Can't remember who it was, but one of my guests was saying, I said, did you ever run into these stars that you know you, even like comics and they're like, well, yeah. And now, did you ever run into some of the stars? No. Never. No. So I when I first started Mad TV, I was very afraid of that. Really well, actually, no. I've uh, um, that's not true. I Alanis Morissette. Uh, were, you, were you a fan of Alanis Morissette? I am a fan and an acquaintance, actually. So uh, you know, it was very awkward when my job was to play Alanis. So you know, because I didn't want to offend. Obviously, I I have great admiration for this person. I have great admiration for a lot of people that I did impressions. I love Cher. Oh my God, I love Cher. But, uh, yeah, I was scared of running into her. That's just so funny because the funny thing is, though, because most of the people, they're probably just really cool. They're so used yeah. to it because, I mean, you know, I mean, Cher has males impersonating her across the country. You oh, know, she's I know. probably just like, yeah, eh, I don't care. You know, well, and I'm just another drag queen right. doing these people anyway. <laughs> I really am. I mean, that's all it is. And it's flattery anyway. If right. you ask me, if we're if we're doing you, it means you're you're in the limelight. You're in, you're up there. Who's one of your favorite celebrities to play? Uh, well, Cher was really fun. Um, I always enjoyed playing Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, honestly, one of my favorites to play. And it really was just because of the wardrobe and makeup and such was Barbara Bush. Okay. I had no real impression of her. It was, I just felt like a big linebacker Muppet <laughs> playing her. And it was so fun. Like, there's just being inside the suit. It felt funny. 
you know, and I love where we went with it and where they started to write for her after I did it the first time. It was just really fun. Now, I, what I've always wondered about these sketch shows is, <laughs> no, it's, you guys have, because I did a sketch show with friends and it was a yeah. theater, but you guys have such elaborate costumes and yeah. you have to change and you have to make it quick. Even, yes. I mean, people can say, well, you know, they're not, like you'll talk to people, go, that's amazing. They do that. And they'll go, oh, well, they're not in the next scene. It's like, yeah, but still, they're transforming. They have makeup on. Yeah, and sometimes I mean, we were in the next scene. Yeah, I mean, how did that, <laughs> I mean, was that just stressful? I mean, how did you handle that? I mean, did it, you just it. handle it. You just do it because it's it's in front of you to do. It's, so they just go okay. It's that take this simple. Off. It's just you can't overthink that stuff. You just you've got you're surrounded by a team that's going to help you get there. Do you know what I mean? And they can't turn the camera on until you're there anyway. So just get it done. Now during the show, did you start getting recognized in public? I mean, was that a change for you? Because it, it didn't. It wasn't prevalent. No, it okay. didn't, and it still doesn't happen too much. And that's partly because there were so many wigs and. Uh, characters you know that i i hid behind i guess um so yeah i did it, it i was never bombarded by any stretch and certainly not today you've been in some i mean you've been in curb your what's your character in curb your enthusiasm is is great i mean that's yeah, just big that's, vagina tight just, cast it's, it's rough yeah. <laughs> so rough but so uh so mad tv's going and now are, is it you're you're doing a lot of sketches are you do yeah. you ever get nervous going in front of the audience or do you ever sit there and go did you ever forget lines or anything like that we all did okay there were not a lot but of course of course there's a point where you forget your lines or you you know god knows i i laughed um yeah i read that I, somewhere it said you uh you broke out you laughed a lot I, that you, was legit i tried so hard i used to take bets people would put bets on where i was gonna laugh and i tried so hard not to but uh, what can I say? I really loved my job and the people I worked with. They made me laugh. See, I think that's great. I always think when you see someone crack up, it's classic. Because I, I had a, a guy who used to write for uh, Carol Burnett. And oh he said God. he said that Tim Conway's goal oh. was to make Harvey Corman laugh. Yes. And I remember as a kid watching that. And as kids, we oh, would man. just die. But it would, it's die. even when like Fallon would do it, you know, yeah. Jimmy would lose it on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It's it's so funny though. It's just it's such a funny thing when someone because you, you guys are doing your job, you're having yes. fun, and if I'm sitting here laughing, and I'm or if you're in the audience laughing, and you sit there, go okay, this person has to sit there yes. and act with this person. Oh, it's amazing that you could contain it. Michael McDonald would torture me, torture <laughs> me, and he, I mean he was my Tim Conway, you know, he, and he knew it, and he would go until my face would until you know I'm peeing my pants literally sometimes. So you're on Mad TV for how many years? I did six seasons. Okay, now, did you start getting tired of it, or did you Never. just love it? Okay. No, I didn't get tired of it. Uh, I just figured it was time to go. Okay. Um, while I still loved it, you know, um, I didn't want to get tired of it, and the show was moving in a, I think, probably a younger, a little bit younger direction, you know, in terms of casting and stuff. I didn't want to start looking too old on the show. Um, I didn't want something I loved to turn sour for me, so I left. So I chose it. As you chose it, but then now was there some? There had to be a little bit of fear because you're of going course. from this this gig that you loved, and it's yeah. great that you did leave, and it's great. I mean, it takes it says a lot about you as a person to actually leave because most people, it's like with pro sports, they sit there and they stay like Brett Favre, you know, yeah. when he stays, and all of a sudden you go. Oh God, you know, yeah. but it, but it also in the same vein, it's like you you're used to that check, oh, and right. you have that, and you have yeah. you have a great job. But you, I mean, was it a hard decision to make? It's a very hard decision, a very very hard decision to leave something that you love. But I wanted to leave on my terms. 
Okay. You know, I uh, I would certainly have hated to stay and have him go. You know, we're not asking you back this time, Mo. Right. <laughs> you know, like what? Yeah. So what <laughs> do you know? do when you? I mean, when you sit there and you, you take some time off to yourself. You say, you know, well, or you no, just I say, was, I got to get back to the grindstone. I never wanted to depart from working. Um, that unfortunately is a lot of what happened. I did not jump into I. You know, my hope was that you go and you do a show like Mad TV and you you show that you can do everything, right? And um, you kind of hope that the industry will embrace that. That's really not what happened. Um, and that's really unfortunate. And it's still a struggle to get people to understand that, uh, you know, I, it, it's it, it shouldn't be a curse that I'm able to do a lot of things. It should, right, no, it should be a blessing. Well, and people get, I think afraid of that i think a lot yeah. of times people sit there and it's they sit there and go oh well you know this person's doing this 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 you know well, what's yeah. wrong with me and it's like well nothing's wrong with you that's yeah. not your job to do that that's that's it's like the old that's why she's front of the camera and you're back of the camera or you're yeah. producing and it's it's a trap a thing that happens all the time with comedy you know when a young kid's funny a lot of comics say, we don't want to talk to him he's funny it's like well, why because yeah. he makes you work you know you have to keep on your A game and we're all supposed to be in this to be on the A game and if you're lucky, you're lucky enough to have a lot of different talent in different areas yeah. that should be embraced. That's one of the things where you go, yeah, wow, know. I can I can use this, use this person for this and then this and then if they can do comedy then yeah. they can probably do drama because that comes hand in hand. I mean, it's just one of those yeah, things. Yeah, there's, I know exactly, right? I don't know how many people from comedy need to get famous and win awards doing dramas for us to really finally understand that. You know, right. like, people that are really good at comedy, throw them into a drama. And, and they, they and kick ass. They kick ass. It's amazing. I yeah. mean, you sit there and you go, wow, it's like, you know, with well, Robin Williams. I, I, I don't really don't like his comedy work. I don't like his new show. But when you, Goodwill Hunting, he was amazing. When he plays exactly. a, a great role and you're like, Depth. you're like, do yeah. me a favor. Don't do a sitcom. Do yes. an hour drama and you would kill it. Do an HBO show. You're right. And you would kill it. And they don't just look at Buscemi. Buscemi does those quirky characters in Sandler's yeah. movie and then he turns around and does Boardwalk Empire and he just nails it. Yeah. So you, you leave and so you know, what do you, what's your, what, what do you, what do you do now? Well, um, I. Because you have a great resume. You've been in I a do. lot of I TV shows. I have a great shows. resume, you know, and I, I, I'm very proud of my resume. I really did get to do some things post Mad TV that I absolutely love, you know, Arrested Development and some Judd Apatow movies, little bits in those and such. But uh, still waiting to get back to a TV family or some, you know, I'm still waiting. You know, I'm uh, I'm a cousin to Parks and Recreation. Okay. I'm the cousin that shows up a couple times a year. Um, so I'm sort of made my way a little bit into that family. But I'm ready, you know, I'm... I'm ready to be a, a part of a TV family again. I miss it. It's, it's, it's be, yeah, because I mean, I guess they always say it's like a, you're like a community, like with Mad TV. It was a community yeah. with them, and it's like Bob uh, Clendenin said, how you know, <laughs> like with Cougar Town, it's like a family. But when yeah. you go on as a guest spot or a recurring, a recurring, you're like the family. But you, it's like you are like your cousin or like that. You know, yeah. like this shows up like oh, it's Thanksgiving, come in. You know, exactly. And, and but now, have you made a lot of you know, met a lot of great people to work with. I mean, who are some of the people that you've worked with that you just were blown away by that how cool they were? Oh my, well, Amy Poehler right off the bat is phenomenal. You know, I love doing her show because she's phenomenal. She's a, she runs a great ship over there. It all comes down from her. Do you know what I mean? And the trickle down and there are no egos because she doesn't have one. So God forbid you step onto that set and you have an ego. It doesn't work. You know, and they're all about the comedy there, which I absolutely love. And you, you're, gifts are welcome at the table there you know 
Now you did Men of a Certain Age. Men of a Certain Age, yeah. which was one of those shows, which is a was an excellent show. I mean, yeah. it was, and it, and once again, Ray Romano yeah. did a serious, more serious an actor, right? You know, and yeah, then, there you go. And then John Manfrolati, who was a comic, Manfro was yeah. in it, and Scott oh, Bakula, right. yeah. Scott Bakula just looks good. And, and for me, Andre Brower is one of the most underrated actors. Oh, he's terrific. I mean, I'm glad to see Brooklyn Nine Nine coming yeah. out, but it's just so funny. I remember him when he was in Homicide, and he was just, yeah, just right? a, an amazing actor. And it's just so funny, and just so how weird this business works that you know he had so many killer dramatic roles and now it's a sitcom that's you know people are getting to know him yeah and they yeah exactly so what was that like working with romano i mean because i mean it must i hardly actually got to do okay. much with him to be perfectly honest i mean I, I didn't do that many episodes and um a lot of the stuff i, I did wasn't necessarily like with him i was just sort of i drop off a plate of food at his okay. table um so i but a very nice man obviously now, do people know you like the casting, like for when you for these shows? Like, did Amy Poehler know of your work, or did the people at Parks know Amy of your work? Amy did, yeah. So, um, did, do you have to yes. go through a big audition process? Or they oh go, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not done auditioning yet. Absolutely not. No, I'm still in those rooms, trying to work my magic. How do you prepare for them? auditions? Uh, I mean, did you, are you because you've done a lot of them? You just say, okay, I'm just going to go and be myself, or how does it? You know, work? well, it depends on the part. I mean, I I I just do my work. I learn the the lines. I uh, come up with a choice of how I'm going to do it and I go in and I do it and then I leave and hope for the best. Now I see in your resume that you're on Hollywood Squares. Oh man, that was a long time no, ago. I'm just wondering, it's like, how does that work? Do you, do you I mean, I, I never, do you guys know the questions before? Do you how remember? Because I always said, no, go, okay. no, no, okay. it's all scripted stuff. I didn't, no, that's, that stuff was very confusing to me. When I, and I'd, I'd get more scared to do stuff like that than to step out and do a show like Mad TV in front of an audience. Hollywood Squares is like, wait, there's rules. It's a game. How does this work? I've got Burt Reynolds over to the right of me, and he's really <laughs> weird looking. You know, it's like, he's, oh, my God, he's coming over. Oh, my gosh, I'm seeing his face close up and in fluorescent lighting. This is interesting. Now, what a question. i got to come up with something, or you can improvise something. It's like, it was very confusing stuff to me. So what are some of your favorite projects you've done? I mean, besides Mad TV, if you sat there and someone said, you know, if, if or just, and just not, uh, just for the whole feeling of the project, the, like the family environment or just the other yeah, well, actors. Clearly Mad TV is uh, top of the list. I absolutely do adore doing Parks and Recreation. Um, let's see. I mean, so, gosh. Like Curb, you worked with uh, Richard Lewis, you know, and you just... Yeah, you, that was fun. That was fun and obviously uh, great to to make Larry laugh when I was on set with him. That was pretty keen. Now, what I heard the, what's the audition process for that show? I mean, I've heard it's just... Oh, I got uh, two lines. I was, a little sheet of paper, which I think I still have somewhere in my memory box. Were you a fan of the show before you were Oh, definitely, okay. definitely. Uh, what was the first... And it had two sentences on it. So the first scene I had to improvise was, you know, was... Well, what I don't remember exactly what it said, but something like Larry... Um, confronts you about the big vagina, you know, just, right. it, it literally was like two sentences and then you improvise it. So honestly, when I then got the part and showed up on set, I didn't realize that I was going to be doing as much as I did in that episode. In fact, it was literally about one minute prior to stepping into the scene that I learned that the cell phone was indeed in my vagina. Okay. 
So I'm trying not to laugh. Because Plus you have the history of laughing, so it's... Yeah, I just get this information. They, ju- I thought I was done. Right. Like I thought, because I had done three scenes already, which was already more than I thought. And then there was going to be this fourth. And, and like, okay, so he, now you're going to come in and um, uh, basically you go, you go to uh, Richard Lewis in the bed there and uh, we're going to hear a cell phone ring. And it is in your vagina. Okay. You good? All right, let's go. Five, four, three. The countdown. I'm like, no, no way. No way. No way. It is in my vagina. This is wonderful. What a gift. How fabulous. Do you know what I mean? It's like I get to be the lady that had the cell phone right. in her vagina on curb. It's, but hey, people remember it. They do. Now, Arrested Development. Did you know that was, they was you were on that? And it was, it was such a... Uh, it was one of those weird shows, like when it got canceled, because yeah. it was like, well, you just won the Emmy, and it's sort of like this. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things you go, wait a second, no, I don't understand. It, everyone voted, and yeah. they say this is the best show on TV. Right. It's sort of like in the Oscars when I've never, like one year, I think it was, uh, I think it was Dead Man Walking, and Tim Robbins was nominated for Best Director, Susan Sarandon Best Actress, uh, Sean Penn Best Actor, Best Screenplay. Yeah. But it wasn't nominated for best movie or somewhere. It's like, well, wait a second. Every other concept, it's that doesn't make sense. Like with the rest of the development, did did you know it was like when? Did you know it was like sort of like a cult classic when you're on it because yeah. it was just and was how was Mitchell Horvitz? Was he just amazing? Oh, so great, so great. I just love like uh, I think it was the first episode I did um, where I realized how fun this was going to be and hopefully was going to be asked back, which I was, but. Um, like when I w- um, went in and I'm sitting on the rock as the business model, um, we were joking backstage about how funny it would be <laughs> if there were bruises on my arm. And we just, there's no mention of it, right? Okay. Like we just, so um, like minutes before going on, Mitch is like, yeah, that's a great idea get makeup and makeup came over and put what looked like fingerprints um fingerprint bruises on my arm so so that's what you got was just me coming in and there's no mention of it no and that was i just love stuff like that well it's also great because they took they took your input you know you you have the idea and then the the guy who's running it says "Oh, oh well that's a great idea yeah See, see, that's why I need to be on a show because I'm a player and I, I'm a contributor and I love to play like that. And I love people like, you know, Mitchell, who, who just, they're all about like, more is more. What else you got? Right. You, you're talented. You're here. Like, what are your gifts? Bring them to the table. You know, what do you got? Now, do you write also? Because, I mean, would you have all these ideas? I mean, because it seems like you, I mean, you have, first right. of all, doing the character, doing yeah. uh, whatever, that's writing i mean that's not you know but do I you know. ever sit down and have you tried to write a screenplay or anything like that because a lot of people writing write. scares me now why is oh it-, it scares me and it's so stupid of me because here's the thing i can improvise endlessly right so really all what i need is somebody to just write down what i'm improvising you know because i don't know what it is about the the computer the technology final draft the whole like okay you got to sit down and you got structure this and you do all it scares the crap out of me that's funny i think a lot but it's so funny i cuz i'm the type when i do write and i i do it on pen and paper then i do it at the computer oh there you go i just i can't yeah. cuz my feeling, like my girlfriend's like well why why don't you still on the computer i go because unfortunately i'm not like you i can't type cuz she's yeah. very technical i said i can't type yeah. 60 words a minute Same. i by the time i start typing 
thing. I've lost my train the of thought, and gone. then I go, and you know how it is when you lose it. It's the worst feeling because you're like, gone. what was it? What? And you sit there, and it's like the old thing. Oh. Why you get an idea when you go at night mm-hmm. when you go to sleep? I'm of like, course. you always say, oh yeah, I'll remember, and then no. and then you sit there in the morning and you go, what? And then you remember something completely different, and you just you get pissed off. Yeah, you got to keep that notepad by your bed. So not, but you so you so you're so afraid to write. write but I am afraid to write. Have I written? Yes, I'm actually. You know, I've been a member of the Writers Guild before, thanks to Mad TV, because I did write some of the stuff for okay. that. But a lot of that was also improv driven too. Um, I wrote a one woman show for myself called Mo versus Mo. Uh, geez, that's like eight years nine years ago did you now. produce it did you, did yeah, you I did it around town I did it up in Chicago uh, well, and that was on paper I did that I wrote that then what know. was the show about uh, it's basically a show about me and the voice inside your head that you know that fights you you know that tells you you can't that tells you you're not good enough so I embodied both myself and that voice I would flip in and out between the two characters basically now is that I mean that seems like a very cool concept and i think we all go through that we all sit there that's and go, exactly right you know, as much as it's a one woman show it really is a show about so many people right because anything with creative because we all have that insecurity we all yes. sit there and go it's like a lot of people who've come on the show they and like like you and other people have just a, a, an amazing body of work but you still sit there and go yeah but you know what and most people will be dying to get your piece of your your yeah. body work and we do that we're like we doubt ourselves and it's just of crazy course. that we do that stuff it's like even I when know. i do an interview it's like if i send a something to a guest I'm like well maybe look at but then you know and then now and it's just funny to say no we just have to do it yeah so did you was that fun to do it did you get oh, it was, was it very cathartic or extremely cathartic yes absolutely yeah and um, yeah I, I love doing it and I should do more of that and I will you know um, and then around uh, uh, as far as writing again I um, I started doing stand-up, I think, when I was 42. Now, what yeah. was that like? Because I, I, I have a background in <laughs> stand-up. I did it for many years on the road, and then I got out of the business for 10 years. Yeah. And when you're... I, sometimes I wish I'd started when I was older. Like, now I'll do it, you know, occasionally. Like, I'm doing a few shows with my friend Rich Scheidner and stuff like that. And because now it's like, it's not my main concern, so I don't mm-hmm. really care. So I'm more myself on stage, and I'm like... And I have stupid things in my act. But I think when starting later, though, what was that yeah. like? Because you also you were coming from people knew you, yes. And so when you go to a club, they're probably going either to one thing, oh, she's going to do that character because people don't understand mm-hmm. that performers evolve, mm-hmm. or they're going to go, well, wait a second, that's not what I expected. Did you go get a lot of that crap? Because people are like, they sit there probably go, well, wait, wait, she didn't do any characters. Wait, she's Mo yeah. Collins. I know. Well, you know, because I am Mo Collins is why somebody initially started saying, hey, you want to go up and do ten minutes? And I said, sure. You know, uh, and then I would go other places, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, can I go up do ten minutes?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're Mo Collins, go do that." And then I heard that uh, there was a comic that pulled out at the Tampa Improv on a Sunday for the next for the following Thursday through Sunday. So uh, me and my balls call, uh, called to duty. You know, <laughs> I just said I'll do it, and uh, I had never, you know, I hadn't done. <laughs> Were you headlining? Yes. So you have to do forty five minutes. Yes. Yeah, see, this is what I do to myself. <laughs> This is how I make myself sick. But it's also how I get someplace in life is I put myself into these positions where I have to do these. I have to show up. I have to interrupt real quick. People, you don't understand people who are listening. (laughs) If you've never done stand-up comedy, taking, getting a good 45 minutes (laughs) takes a very long time. In fact, you know, and it's rewriting and you're going into a full house and, and actually it is ballsy and it's great because most people 
don't do com- when they've done comedy don't do comedy before they don't understand you know I can do this and then you get up you know so you, so you it was ballsy but that's yeah. so what happened yeah well uh, on the plane to Tampa um, <laughs> on the plane you on probably the plane did to Tampa you wrote your I act. had a bottle of water and I kind of because I'd been going up on stages around town and sort of knew well oh, I did that story that worked really well here's a couple you know I and I I sort of on my water bottle wrote down a bit of an arc as far as like these stories and things and I kind of tallied it up and went oh, I think that'll be an hour or whatever and it was I did it I went up with my water bottle and uh, because I'm an improviser too like that's right. really really um, that's who I am as a stand-up I'm a storyteller and I'm an improviser and uh, I know how to surf the moment do you know what I mean right if you've done stand-up you you know how that is like it is just like surfing the waves of, of laughter. You know, you, you have to let the laughter go out in order to bring it back in, too. Like, you can't keep everybody at 11. Right. Oh, yeah, you can. I Do mean, you know what I mean? Because you have to build it. But, um, man, I, 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 um, I was blown away by how it all went. Well, what's funny is, now, you did the first show, and, and you had a great show. Great show. Now, how did the rest of the weekend go? Great did, week. So, okay. Yes, yes. And so then... Um, then I, I did, you know, several other clubs around the country, you know, just to, I loved it. Did you I, enjoy it? Oh, yes. It's a mer- terrified every time, every time, um, you know, because because I don't have like this written right. set per se. I mean, I knew the stories and but you never know what you're going to get in your audience and going to different cities. You're also there's this collective mind. You know, you go to Cleveland. There's a collective mind of Cleveland people. Am I right. gonna Am I gonna fit in with them? Um, which that ended up being my favorite one. I think Cleveland was. Oh my gosh! Yes. Just because they totally dug you. But but see, but the you're cl- you're a mid- you're a Midwest uh, girl. So the I Cleveland am. probably like, hey, you know what? She's one of us. It's I like think so. It's like that whole mentality. Like it they, fit. They, you know, like I know from someone. But someone's from Philadelphia area. I grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. You know, it's like just growing up there. You know, by the the accent, just the way they talk. Yes. So they probably embraced you because they're probably like, oh, they this did. is great. They did. Well, I saw you're doing, uh, you and your husband, are you still doing the cruise ship? Oh, we're not doing that anymore. Because I, I saw it on Facebook, and I first of all, I, I didn't even know Alex did stand up. Well, he doesn't. He, okay. That was, that was me getting my husband on a cruise with me. <laughs> That's all that was. See, I, did I t- say at the beginning that I make sure that I have fun? Yeah. Yeah, that's part of that. Um, there were other friends of mine, too, that I had done improv with at Dudley Riggs years, years ago. So for me, it was just going to be about reliving um my 20s with some of my friends and my new husband now now <laughs> how did you meet alex again online now it's so funny and i i guess he told me he didn't he didn't know who you were when he met you or he was not familiar with your work or yeah boy i mean it's just weird <laughs> no but no because he's in, in the entertainment you know you know who people are so so you just met him i, I didn't know him either okay. and you know i used to periodically watch king of queens you know but uh i didn't know him either well then you guys met and then you just yeah. hit it off hit it off absolutely like we uh yeah, it was just one of those, we laughed for 10 minutes because it was like, wow, there you are. You know, just this immediate familiarity with each other. Well, what's cool about it is that you guys are a happy couple. And I, see your po- I saw your post on Facebook the other night about him playing guitar, oh. which was, which is, which yeah. is funny because he doesn't, he doesn't, because I always think like he's a big, you know, I, he doesn't look like, a, now, are you musically, do you sing well? Or is it just no. him? Or, okay, so just. No, I harmonize to him. Okay. You know, I, I love when he plays because then I can uh, live out my singing fantasy a little bit and just sort to harmonize his stuff um but uh you know he's a player he's he's uh, alex is not 
I think what a lot of people think he is. You know, he he comes across as this uh, big Jersey boy, loud, whatever. Um, but uh, man, that ain't what I'm getting. And I'll tell you, I, I saw also his post at Christmas time. You guys are do quite now who's the better cooker you or him because i saw oh we both cook now do you have you always cooked have you always enjoyed it or no no just started <laughs> no not that either it's just um you know cookies is one of those things where you know i w- certainly went through the years as a parent where it's like you have to cook you have to have dinner on the table um i think it's been fun with alex because we do both enjoy it we enjoy getting into it you know when it's sort of when you have to, it's not as fun. But then all of a sudden when you get inspired, like, you know, we each have our things that we're better at. You know, it's like I am very good with pasta and and white sauces. <laughs> okay. You know, he makes the most unbelievable um, enchiladas. You know, we just. It's we good sh- you're across the board. We're across the board. We we both have our things that we're, we're better at. Now I want to talk to you about uh, you did you did Family Guy and some other voices. Now you mm-hmm. do you some do some voice work. Yeah. What at what point in your career did you say I'm going to go into voice work? Because I heard for people who who are you know actors, they say it's like the cushiest gig because it's just you go in, you can go in, just walk in with in the pajamas. Yeah. yeah. So at what point of your career did you say I want to do voices? Because I know was it from Mad TV? Because you did different characters. I said it right from the beginning. I mean, I never, you know, at the beginning, I pretty much just said I want to do it all, and I'm still of the same mind. Um, Did did it take a while for it to catch on? Yeah, it's a really difficult market to get into. You know, I was fortunate enough because of Mad TV and the nature of that show that places like Family Guy and King of the Hill invited me to come uh, join some of their shows. You know. I still am waiting for somebody, you know, it's like I'm a perfect candidate for those kinds of things because I do do a gamut of voices and uh, that's just my background and, you know, still hoping to get a a series regular on some animated show, which would be great. Now, how do you come up with the idea for a voice because i mean you've said you know you have a series of voices if it's if it's not not an impressions but yeah. do you come do you sit there and go okay because there's so many voices you hear yeah. do you sit there and say i want this is going to be quirkier i mean would you sit down and actually write and say okay i'm gonna i want to do some voices today and then put a list going or you just sit oh there and no it? i read the script and and think about what they'd sound like and hopefully i can get my voice to go with what's in my brain that's how i do it you know it's like I, I read the script. What does the script call for? And also, what are the what is the breakdown asking for? You know that tells you what. And sometimes they get more specific. Like we want it to be more. You know, have a Sally Struthers lilt. Can, can you do? Can you do a Sally Struthers no, twang? I can't. But I mean, it, it, that at least gives me a sense of what they are looking for with these words. You know, so you just sort of, you just sort of listen. You know, you listen to the script. And then you try and get your voice to d- follow suit. So what have you been doing? Uh, have you been auditioning a lot now because of pilot season? Or are you getting out a it's lot? It's starting. Or? It's starting, yeah. Yep. I've had uh, actually a couple animated uh, voice series auditions, which I'm really crossing my fingers on. Because I, I, I do I love doing voice work. Do some, just do some voices. Will you do some voices? Do you mind? Um, I'm, I'll just I'm like hear just something just because I always wonder people just do different voices. Oh gosh, what do you, give me give me something to do? Like tell me uh, some sort of a character, and I'll try. A, uh, a a little a little precocious kid, boy or girl. Well, well, I, well, I don't want to go down that street. I'm not going to go down that street because I'm better than that street. That's what I think. Hey, watch out! You stepped on my shoe. 
So that just pops. That's your improv background coming in doing it. Yes. Okay. Can you do a, a Middle Eastern Armenian, a Middle Age Armenian lady? Because <laughs> I, I live in Burbank. I can't. I can't seem to find my scarf. Where is my scarf? I can't go out. The sun is out. Where is my scarf? See, that must be great when you go to the auditions, just because it's just it's so fun. I mean, you must just have a blast. I love it. Yes, of course. I love using this crazy stuff inside my brain. Now, does it just psych? I mean, because. You probably do. You, do you sleep good at night? Because a lot of no. times people don't. Because no, I know. The reason I answer this because when you, the mind is always on. I, I think when you're creative and it's like you can't get to sleep, and it's like uh, most creative people I know are ones who don't sleep. Well. Oh well, I'm not sleeping because uh, you know I'm thinking about characters. That's for sure. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's really the dark reaches of my brain that keep me awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> you know the bad things, the bad voices that I have to sit and turn to uh, try and face the light. That's what keeps me, <laughs> you know. That's what keeps me awake at night is is diminishing the dark voices and uh, sending them into the light. That's well, that's great. That's yeah. you know, I think well, we all have a dark side. Though. Well, of I, I think any creative person yes. has like. Do you know? Do you know Kathleen Wilhoit? Yes, she was on, and she was saying like she goes to like she has a friend who has knows a guy so they go to the morgue and she's just she's enthralled by it she's like yeah. i saw a guy no lie like his face his whole, whole brain so if you take his face and you pull it up it was like a, yeah. a i forget she said like a meat hole it was just a yeah. hysterical thing are you into any of that kind of like that kind of dark stuff no it's more psychological okay. i would say like i i i have a very psychologically i'm just very i'm i yeah emotions psychological stuff you know that's that's where my brain goes. I think we're all like that. But you know, yeah. you're also a pet owner, right? And you love pets. I have pets. I have a dog and two cats. Now, have you always liked cats? I've always liked animals. You I'm really? a huge a-, a lover of animals. Even as a kid, were you like one of those? Yes, kids but like- we didn't have any pets uh, growing up. So, other than a couple goldfish, which um, got flushed. But isn't it weird? Goldfish. It's so funny because goldfish. It's it's they they all die. It's like I don't know why it's people buy goldfish. Because it's, like, it's the pet without having a pet. Okay. As far as the parents is concerned, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like there's no commitment to it. It's not going to be going up on the couch. You know, it's it's not going to scratch your furniture. I had goldfish in college. Did you, in college? Well, I don't know. We were drunk and we were at the mall and we bought goldfish. Yeah, would you put your fish in like beer or something? No, but, but the funny thing is, a guy with like like a. a Oscar in the room next to me, yeah. and when I would, I two goldfish. And whenever I go in the shower, you leave your dorm room open, you know, because oh. you know, the guy would take my goldfish and feed him to his uh, Oscar. On. Yeah, isn't that no? Dick? Yeah, it's awful. That sounds like a real dick. Yeah, it's really dick. See, it's just New Jersey people, not me or Alex. It's the other New Jersey. <laughs> the rest of them, the rest of them are dicks. So now, now, are you, you going to start doing stand up more, or just? I do want to do uh, more stand up, and actually, um, I am going to be. I. You know, here's where I just, oh, I really get myself into pickles. But this is how I keep going in life, I guess. Um, I've just said yes to producing two shows at Improv Olympic starting next month. Um, Because they asked me, do you have any show ideas? And I said, well, here's two. And they said, we love them both. So now... (laughs) Can you say what the ideas are? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I am doing... uh, The the first one is called Mo and Tell. And it's going to be... It's it's sort of based on like when we were in elementary school, show and tell. You know, um, I'll have stand-ups and different personalities come in. Either your stand-up, or you can just be somebody. Like I have Jim O'Hare coming to do uh, the first show on February nineteenth at nine o'clock, um, and he's just going to tell a story and share something. And uh, I'll just be down on the side if he needs me to help. You know, 
by asking questions and the audience is going to be able to ask questions. They can bring an object in, talk about it, you okay. know, just uh, or or just do some stand up. Um, and I will start that off with my own tell of sorts. Now, do you already do you know what you're going to tell? I have no idea yet. Okay. No idea yet. Um, and it, I, I may not know till that week, too, because it, maybe it's something that happened to me that week. But that's how I'm going to so, sort of start gaining some more uh, stand-up material. And then uh, the next night, uh, February 20th, will be my new show called Lady Bits. Okay. And it's just like the title. Um, it's, it's, it's a show. It's not about proving that women are funny because that's pretty much been proven. Um, it's just a show about women because we as a species are hilarious. So the, the subject is, of course, the ladies. And it'll be stand-up, storytelling, and sketch. What's funny, storytelling is really becoming really big right now. I, I just noticed it was, yeah. you know, and it's so funny because, I mean, we look back at a history of comedy. Bill Cosby was a storyteller, you know, and it's so funny. I think it's like when the alternative comedy scene came out, I was like, oh, but at times there was always acts like that. But it's great yeah. for storytelling because storytelling is just, uh, it's everywhere now. It opens it up, too, because you've got some people that are, are just fantastic personalities, you know, like Jim O'Hare. I mean, geez, he's a great person. And, yeah, people want to come see him talk. You know, they it, what's his perspective? But, you know, you don't want to put pressure on Jim and say, hey, come up with five to eight minutes, you know, eight to ten minutes of stand-up. Well, that's right. daunting. That's a whole different world, and it scares It, t- it takes a while. It's not like and it's... it does. Th- that's, that's like... Set, uh, set up joke set up joke set up joke that's what people put into their brain and it's like I'm not gonna I, people want to come see people and and just talk so do you do you, do you look forward do you look forward to getting back on stage a lot or do you yeah. something you know, so you, do you miss that because I mean your roots I your roots it. were in that so. I mean I still do it I still go around and I do you know it's like last Thursday I did the groundlings gas show you know I still show up and do improv shows or whatever um, storytelling shows I, I've consistently you know, been doing that. I've never stopped doing that. That's good. You have to because I think there's something. I, I, when I was away from stand up, when you come back, it's just that feeling. It's sort of like it's, like, it's just a different feeling that, as we used to call them in comedy, civilians mm-hmm. don't know because it's something that you know. It's just something about being on the stage live. That's have just a great it. feeling. Have to do it. So, what would be the perfect project? We're getting close to about five minutes left. What okay. would be the perfect project if someone said, "Okay, Mo Collins, here's the project board." You know, yeah. a network came and said or it may be a live show, what would be the perfect project that you would love to do? Uh, I, I would actually like to see a show like Lady Bits go to television where I get to do stand-up, and that is a thread and a through line, and then we go to these sketches that are uh, about, you know, women and lives and perspective and interesting. It's almost like a peeping Tom effect into the reality of, of women, and where I would also still get to play some of these characters too. You know, I think that would be great. I, I just, I really want to be part of a TV family again. That's what I want again. Either a sitcom or, well, how about a drama? Would you do a drama? Yeah, absolutely. Now, have you done drama before? Very little. Okay. And Very you, little. Is, does it scare you or does no, it, it sit there and you go, you can all. nail it? No, I, no. Give me, give me some crazy ass lady to play. I will nail that shit. What would... <laughs> What, what would be like? What would be like your favorite character to play? If someone said, and it's the same question, not Lady, Lady Bits is a show you'd love to see, but if someone said, okay, Mo, you're going to be in a sitcom or you're going to be in a drama, you picked a character. What would your character want to be? What would you sit there and go, this I, would be the best damn character? I I'm play? a big fan of underlinks. Okay, you know, I really am. I like the underlink. Um, I like batshit crazy. Uh, I like cracked be- below the surface, but uh, by 
by appearances, you know, seem fine. But I like cracks. I like cracks in the surface. That's good, though. That's also challenging, I think, to play yeah. a person like that. Yeah. So who would you say are three of your top favorite actresses, comedians? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, Carol Burnett was always my, my number one, you know, go-to. Jeez, um, it's so hard to pick. I, I love what Amy Poehler does. Um, I have so many. Bill Murray, I love his career. Jeez. Uh, I got so many favorites. It's Isn't really it crazy? Hard. I ask people it's that sometimes, but it's question. so because there's so many different things. Like, yeah, I'm a huge Woody Allen fan, but then you love Bill Murray, and I'm a huge John Hughes fan. Which anyone you know over 40 has to be a John Hughes fan. I yeah. think it's pretty much the law, and if you aren't, you have a problem. Yeah, but that's just been old hack line for comics. It's the law. Yeah, that was the worst thing. Brian Cranston, I love his work. So what's okay? So we, so we, the pro, the shows are coming up in February. Yes. Okay. Yes. Nineteenth and twentieth are the first ones over at Improv Olympic. Now, is there if they go well, are you going to get to extend it or? Do oh, you I'm going to do it once a month. Both okay. these shows, both Mo and Tell and Lady Bits, will be a, a once a month show at Improv Olympic. Now, yeah. how can people find out what's going on in your career? Um, well, I am on Twitter the Mo at the Mo Collins. Do you tweet I, a lot? Um, I at least try to get out there. Uh, once a day at least I, I love twi- Twitter just because for, for joke wise and be creative it's great because it makes you yeah. make your contact shorter because I mean I, I tend to expo- expose and then I go wait I gotta change this and, you know, I gotta put an ambersome in it yeah, yeah it's so crazy and so, I, that's where I post everything too I do that and I have a Facebook fan page too that I post on you post you post on Facebook see because yeah. I found you on Facebook through uh-huh. and it's because I knew of you well, two accounts there's okay. the mine which we're friends on no we're not uh, we're not friends. I have a request. Friend Do you really? Request. Oh, so you know I, what? It's been I, two years since it's even let me add. That's people. funny because, but one, the weird thing is, people know is, I mean, which is fine. But I, I can see posts of yeah. you. Because if you request someone, but hey, you know, bottom line is, I mean, a lot of times that's I funny. do it with the guests. Like I had Bob, and you know, yeah. I requested you as a friend because in the beginning that's the only way you could send a message to someone but it's like if someone comes in here as my guest it's like I don't have to be friends with them on Facebook because I talk to them for an hour you know it's just it's a weird thing it's yeah like, it is weird it is weird but it's like yeah FB put like the kibosh on me adding people a couple of years ago and I haven't been able to since it's fairly weird it's so weird how even do though that. I don't think I have 5,000 friends anymore you know like that was the whole thing but it'll still come up and say you have 5,000 friends you can't well I get how dare you Facebook I get occasionally I get suggesting me to add a friend yeah. who I'm already friends with but then I'm like wait a second so then I click and I go wait so they have two accounts and this guy's and they're like this one guy's a rabbi from New Jersey so I'm sure he doesn't have you know thousands of followers yeah. it's crazy that's so stupid people can post whatever they want and yet you know it's like Alex went to put his reel up on his page the other day and he got they took it down see that makes no sense it's yes. him it's his it's how his work how can that be yet anybody can post go to YouTube grab anything and post it yet Alex puts up something that is his that he paid for <laughs> right that, that's it's so and stupid it's his material it's him it's, it's not him it's just crazy. I know somebody I, else. I should probably post his reel, and that would be fine. Oh yeah, that totally is. I see people <laughs> post stuff. I mean, I can see if it's a band, people that don't want. But even you know, who cares if someone posts a Led Zeppelin video? Yeah. Does Led Zeppelin care? No. No, it's they just, don't give a crap. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's more Led Zeppelin. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so, so dumb. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Once again, it's uh, the the Mo Collins at, at the Twitter. Mo Collins at the Mo Collins mm-hmm. people and follow her because you know and go to her show because I might Please show come. I might show up. It's in February. Do, yeah. It's what nights are they? Uh, Wednesday the nineteenth and Thursday the twentieth. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I'm I'm at a. 
Ventura. No, I'm at uh, JR's Comedy Club that weekend. So I'm oh, very come cool. Out. Come on by. I will. I will yeah. check it out. See if it's so something we, you'd like to do. I, hey, I love that kind of stuff. I'm a good comic. Okay. And I want to thank you and people follow her. Also, people follow me at Cooper Talk on Twitter. Please send me an email, Cooper at Indy100.com. Also, go to my website, CooperTalk.net. I have about 221 episodes up. And uh, on Friday, I'll be posting Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses episode. Also, I have, a, uh, I have an app now. I have an app. So if you go to your smartphone and your Android and type in the Google Play so, uh, Store, type in Cooper Talk, one word, the app will come up. And if you're on uh, iPhones, you can type coopertalk.podbean.com forward slash mobile forward slash. And then you can listen to me on the phone. Isn't that great? You can see my great face. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening. Please email me, coopertindy100.com, coopertalk.net. Go listen to your past uh, episodes. I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Remember, drink your water, take your vitamins, and eat your vegetables. It's time for me to get lunch. <laughs>